GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and joining me, my fantastic co-hosts, the Sphinx. LPJ, what's up? Sphinx, you're, you look a little surly. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I know why. Hovercraft <laughs> Joe is also here. Hovercraft Joe, how are you today? Uh, what's up, uh, guys? Uh, good to see you. Also, uh, also looking a bit surly. A little bit surly? I, I don't know about that. Um, I wouldn't say surly. Um, I'm just excited. I'm always excited <laughs> to talk to you guys. I'm excited to talk about this movie because I think we all are going to have uh, some strong opinions on it. And yeah, I think it'll be good. Excited is literally one of the last words I would have chosen for how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we are in a situation where I knew one of us would hate this film. But what I didn't realize is that the other two of us <laughs> clearly remembered this being a better film when we were younger than it ended up being upon a rewatch several years later. We are here to talk about 1990s RoboCop 2. Which, let me also step in and share with our listeners that when I agreed to this movie, LPJ deceived me and said, no, Sphinx, I think you might actually like this one. Hold on. I deceived all of us, including myself. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not that bad, Sphinx. I think you might actually enjoy this one. Well, because honestly, because my my thought process was in the other film, you have such a hard time with satire. Like you hate satire with a passion. And this film does not have much satire in it. It has virtually (laughs) none. It's basically just a straight action film. And I was thinking, well, even if it's a bad action film, none of the satire is in there. So he's at least got to like the action stuff better. Because you gotta, because the action scenes are pretty good. Um, the plot makes no sense. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe for a TV movie in the early 1980s, well, it looks good. I still enjoy the action film, the action part of it. Um, but, but yeah, I, my, my, and again, the last time I had seen, let's roll this back a bit. Let's let's discuss our first impressions of our first time viewing this film, and when the most recent time we've seen it, other than this is. Okay. You want to go first, then? Sure. Uh, this okay. is definitely a movie we watched in Justin's basement. Yes! I was going to say, I feel like 100%. I remember watching this a lot. Yeah, we watched this whenever it was on. We were, we were in Justin's basement because Justin had HBO. Why isn't Justin been on the show? I gotta ask him. Okay, who the hell's Justin? I gotta ask him to be on the show. Um, Alright. Yeah, so we were watching it in his basement and um, I had already seen the first one by this point. And so the second one, I was like, you know, as a kid, as a 10-year-old, obviously I'm seeing this when I'm 10, uh, a 10-year-old, um, I thought this movie was fantastic. 
<laughs> you know, I loved it. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. It was a giant villain that was hooked on drugs. It was uh, bizarre. And um, yeah, and then and then I had seen it maybe once or twice after that, maybe, and hadn't seen it in in a couple decades. <laughs> so it hasn't aged very well at all. Uh, Hovercraft Joe, what about you? Yeah, I, I mean, about the same. I remember watching it like probably more than once, like in Justin's basement, and I remember like. There's parts of it that, like, are vividly stuck in my mind, but, like, definitely not the entire movie. There's a couple sequences that I remember, but, like, I definitely had not watched it in, in, in two decades, at least, if not longer. Um, and it was, yeah, it was uh, not something I revisited. And when we kind of got into the, uh, we're, talk, we're discussing, you know, we're currently in the year of the sequel. We were like, well, we got to do RoboCop 2. Yeah, oh, and we yeah. were like, "Yeah, we we gotta do it." So, and I was like, "Hey, it's on, oh. it's on Prime. It'll be great." And you know, I watched it again, and I thought, just because it's the year of the sequel doesn't mean we need to do a sequel. I don't think we're <laughs> going to be doing Iron Man two. I don't think we're going to be doing Thor: The Dark World or whatever the hell it is. So, no, there was no way that we needed to actually see this movie. It was free on Amazon Prime. I will give you that. Yes, it certainly was. Yes, and obviously this was my first time seeing this movie, and it's my last time seeing this film. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, imagine why. Yeah, uh, you got some numbers for us, Hovercraft Joe? I do. Okay, so uh, release date on this is June twenty second, nineteen ninety. Um, budget was a little confusing because I saw the budget listed as. 14 million, but then I also saw it listed as 25 million. So I don't, I don't know which one's the actual number, but somewhere I'll just in there. Say, if, if the budget was 25 million, half of that money got stolen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it had a domestic gross of 45 million. There was no worldwide number. So I don't, I, sometimes it just don't list that. So it's still, I mean, successful movie, especially if it only costs like 14 million to make. So um, now here's where you're getting to some interesting stuff. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this, 30%. Audience score, 36%. Yeah. Okay. So, so, tracks. Um, And then, uh, 1990, obviously, is a year that, as we've discussed, we have been in quite a bit. So, let's just run through it. Uh, Top three movies are Home Alone, Ghost, and Dances with Wolves. Wolves, sorry. Uh, This movie, Robocop, came in 28th for the year. And other movies we have covered in 1990 are number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, number six, The Hunt for Red October, number four, I'm sorry, number seven, Total Recall, number eight, Die Hard 2, number nine, Dick Tracy, number 30, Young Guns 2, and number 36, Dark Man. Did, have we covered five through eight? Is that what I heard? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've Holy covered cow. it this year now, yeah. Do but, you know what number 10 is? Kind of uh, I I don't know off the top of my head, but I feel like we're never going to get the top ten because I don't see us covering a uh, ghost on the. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about dances with wolves? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that, just called it. Yeah, I know. I feel like there's a better chance of that one because it probably has a little more action in it. So no, no, I don't. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, our director is, believe it or not. 
Irvin Kirshner? Hold on. <laughs> well, before we say believe it or not, Irvin Kirshner, we, we really should talk about Irvin Kirshner because I think he's remembered more fondly than he probably should be. Well, that is true because I didn't realize he did another movie that LPJ fucking loves that other <laughs> Jeff Cohen and I are like, no fucking oh, way. That would be Never Say Never Again. Yeah. Yep. But obviously he's famous for Empire Strikes Back. He is. Yeah. Right. But other yeah, than- I, I I was laughing a lot when I saw that he directed Never Say Never Again. That was that was delightful. <laughs> yeah. But this was the last film he last film he directed was Robocop two. He I did, wonder why. He did Empire Strikes Back, Never Say Never Again, and Robocop 2. And all the stuff that he did before that was like low-budget schlock. Like it wasn't anything really that big. So I don't I don't know why people like Irvin Kirshner that much. I, it's kind of because of Empire, right? I Which think it's got to be it. I saw it as well, you know, his, his filmography – and I also wondered how the hell, I mean, it's not the right episode to decide this, to discuss this, but how the hell did George Lucas pick him for Empire? <laughs> I don't know. You know, because he doesn't have the track record. No. And you're talking about a sequel of a massive movie franchise at that time. You know, how did he pull that off that he got to be directing Empire Strikes Back? I don't, and, how, and, and based on that, how did it end up so good? Yeah. That that would be an interesting thing to look into because I, I, I'm confused as well. I feel like it, it's probably a case, too, where there were a lot of uh, chefs or, you know, cooks in the kitchen on Empire Church back. Like, he probably wasn't responsible for everything and handling everything himself. So I feel like that, that is probably what we'd find if we dug, dug into it. But, you know, again, like you said, that's probably a conversation for a different episode. Yeah, yeah. Hovercraft Joe, I will step in though. I looked up number 10 for 1990, and it is a movie maybe the Laugh Action podcast could pull off. <laughs> I don't think LPJ would go for it. Back to the Future Part 3 is number <laughs> 10. I, I watched it recently. I did too, and there's enough action in there. It's a good amount of work. You know what's interesting? Because I usually filter the results by the in-year release. And if you filter by the in-year release, number 10 is one that we could probably almost definitely cover, too, if you do in-year release. It's uh, Kindergarten Cop. So. Oh, yeah? Oh, that one's definitely... My wife has already said that she needs to be on that episode. So Yeah, so... But, however, we, we will never do number four, because that's Pretty Woman, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what number. I'm looking at domestic numbers, so yeah, we must be looking at different things. Yeah, it's, there, you can either filter it by um, like the calendar year or by in-year release. And I don't know why I just adopted always doing in-year release as opposed to calendar no. year. So, so it changes the numbers a little bit. But um, the other thing, kind of bizarre too. So we said directed by Irvin Kirshner, written by Frank Miller, which I'm sure LPJ can say a lot more about the writing behind this and yeah, kind of how it played out. So I'll, I'll leave it over to you. Yeah. Um, so the original, the original creators of RoboCop, the original writers, Ed Newmeyer and, and Michael Miner had a, an idea for a script and a story. And it sounded actually really cool because the original idea was RoboCop was going to get completely obliterated in the opening scene. And 25 years later, he was going to be reborn and recreated in an even more dystopian Detroit and be a pawn working against um, the corporations, the corporation that 
brought him back up, the cops, and then eventually turning on both of them and uh, fighting for the people of the city. And it seemed like that would have been a really good kind of story. Um, The unfortunate thing is the producers wanted to push ahead with the film so fast that it didn't give them enough time to actually finish the script. So they had Frank Miller come in and write his own version, which again was much darker and a much different version of it. It actually revolved around, um, it actually revolved around uh, uh, Robocop, um, like being chased down by uh, like mercenaries, like robotic mercenaries because he had turned on the police and turned on, on OCP. And it was actually released as a nine part comic back in 2009, I think, or 2003, uh, his original script, it, which turns out it wasn't actually very good. Uh, but <laughs> the point is that's what that story would have been. And so they kept some elements of it and turned it into what you see here. However, apparently Frank Miller said every day he would walk on set and he would see Irving Kirshner ripping out pages of the script and having him <laughs> rewrite things because for whatever reason, Irving Kirshner hates everything. So, <laughs> so including some of the cast yeah. as I read as well. Yeah. And, and I guess really this film could have been very, very good. Better than the first one, potentially. Um, but, Wishful thinking. But, you know, with with the producer, it was like, it seemed like too many hands, too many cooks in the kitchen. You know, too many people with big ideas and, and, no, and no way to actually enact them. So, uh, and, and so eventually they kind of rewrote the whole thing on the fly. Yeah, and, and I would say, too, I also read that Kirshner actually wasn't the first director of this film either. No. Uh, Tim Hunter was originally hired, and he quit because of the reasons that you mentioned, LPJ. The The studio wanted to move too fast on the movie. Yep. Uh, and so he just found it to be way too restrictive. He wasn't going to get his idea of the film that he wanted, and he just flat out quit and walked away. Yeah, which probably good on his part. Yeah. For sure. I, I like I have a quote that that uh, people, including Evan Kirshner, said that Frank Miller's script was unfilmable, quote unquote. Well, <laughs> unfilmable. It was probably unfilmable in the sense that they couldn't put it within the budget that they had. So and if you look at the uh, like, if you look at the comic, essentially everybody in the comic is a cyborg and they're all chasing him. So imagine how much it costs to do Robocop times like 10. Yeah, I read, too, that apparently it was supposed to be a completely different ending fight scene as well. And it sounded like they realized we didn't have either the technology or the money to make that look right. Not saying it looks right now either, (laughs) but, you know, that was they I guess they realized to some extent their limitation. So. Uh, But, yeah, we've got um, Peter Weller, who plays RoboCop, Alex Murphy. He hated it. He thought the script was awful and he felt like it was essentially unfinished. He says there's no third act. He felt like, you know, the the fight at the end with the robot, with RoboCop 2, um, should have had an additional piece to it. And the film even feels like it's about to give us more, but it doesn't. It kind of abruptly ends 
you know, the Omnicore president or whatever just kind of takes the chick and they go in the car and, and that's kind of it. Yeah. Like there's no closing to this film at all. No. There's no closing to this film. And I'm going to imagine that RoboCop 3 does not continue the story at all, does it? No, RoboCop 3 is another RoboCop 3. They dropped it down to PG-13. Um, basically, doesn't he, doesn't, it's, doesn't he fight like samurais or something weird? Yeah, that? it's it's about so a Japanese corporation takes over OCP and they have like these weird samurai robots. He's like, and you can't tell that they're robots. They basically look like humans. And yeah, it's a disaster. Is it still Peter Weller? No. No? Oh, okay. No, Peter Weller. And Nancy Allen said she would be in it only if she could get killed off in the first like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in well, it and she gets killed. Nice. And then speaking of Nancy Allen, she also hated everything about this movie. In fact, she's quoted as saying doing this movie was the worst experience in her life. Yeah. It's because they cut like on like as they were getting ready to film, they cut all of her scenes except for whatever left they had. I think they see the film. Yeah. Her presence in the film is weird. Like they yeah. should have. Like, if they were going to do all that cutting, they should have just completely removed her from the film. Obviously, they probably couldn't have because she was contracted, but I don't know. It just felt like, yeah, well, well, her, she had served no purpose in this film at all. No, not at all. By the time the the finish edit happened. Um, yeah, Tom, do you have that? Tom Noonan is Kane. Tom Noonan, uh, is was the villain in Last Action Hero. Yeah, yep. So we've got him. Um, you know, there's some other returning people from uh, Dan O'Hurley. He, the president of OCP, he's back. Uh, Felton Perry is Donald Johnson, the uh, the black executive that's in there. Um, you got a bunch of people. Um, you've got Gabriel Damon is the kid in it. And I would say. He looks familiar. He, he hasn't really been in a whole lot. No. Okay. But I will say this, despite the fact that maybe his character is a little annoying. I think he was actually pretty good. Yeah, I, as far I, as good, yeah, I'd give you that. He has a pretty good intensity. Yeah, for a twelve-year-old murderer. Yeah, like um, kind of well, like a Macaulay Culkin, the good son type oh, of creepy. You know what I mean? Out. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, and that, um, that, that, he's got that, that kind of feel. And, and that's one of the things I uh, one of the like flashes of this movie I remember and I'm like oh yeah the, one of the bad guys is like a little kid <laughs> like yeah, I didn't remember when I started watching it as soon as he popped on screen I'm like oh yeah yeah I mean I do find him annoying but I would say for what you know he was doing in the film like alright not too bad yeah uh, yeah do you have any uh, net worths for us uh, I just have two um, uh, and we've talked about it already so what do you guys think for uh, Nancy Allen Eight. Okay. I'll say three. Eight million. Good hey, job. Hey. Right. Uh, and then I did uh, Peter Weller, Robocop himself. What do you think for Robocop? Fifteen? Yeah. Sixteen. Eight million as well. <laughs> all right. So uh, that is all I looked up for this one. So, And uh, the composer, um, I don't really have anything to say about him. I looked him up. Leonard Rosenman, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, He's a dude. Why, he didn't re- why didn't they reuse the RoboCop theme from the first movie? That was the best part of that movie. Yeah, was I the don't theme. know. I really don't know. It was so good. I mean, it's in my head right now. Maybe they lost the rights to it somehow. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I don't, there there wasn't anything particularly memorable uh, about the music, um, at least not from my point of view. (laughs) No, besides, I, I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was so, my brain was so numb at the end. But I, I scroll, I listened through all of the credits and in the song of this RoboCop 2 theme, there's a choir during the credits, and they're literally singing out, RoboCop! RoboCop! And it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Like, what? I'm like, what am I hearing right now? There's a choir cheering on RoboCop? It was bad. It was bad. I didn't I didn't get that far into the credits. So. This is kind yeah, of as soon as, it was over, as soon as it was over, I was like, I'm out! Even I I didn't get that far. (laughs) I was comatose. I couldn't get to the remote. My brain wasn't functioning. Um, I do not have a lightning round because I didn't want to do a lightning round. Uh, But I do have uh, two taglines. Okay. Uh, He's back to protect the innocent. Okay. And even in the future of law enforcement, there's room for improvement. All right. It's fine. Yeah, they're not uh, terrible, but no. they're not great either. That might be the best yeah. part. Who knows? Neither <laughs> of them is particularly catchy. So, but you know, um, anything you guys want to cover before we run through the plot on this? Um, I had um, maybe a pop quiz, maybe not. Sort sure. of. Sure. Uh, it is the second highest body count of a movie in 1990, behind Die Hard Two. Yep, Die Hard Two. Uh, I also found it very funny that RoboCop, his user facial interface is yeah. is DOS, but then <laughs> RoboCop 2 is uh, Apple OS. I thought that was kind of fun, and I was able to catch that. That was a cool little Easter egg, yep. Yeah. And then apparently his suit was fiberglass, because that is something that I noticed that was awkward in this movie, was the way... Peter Weller moved in the RoboCop costume in the first one or the second one in this one. Okay. I felt like it was a lot more mechanical, like robotic in the first one. This one, it's a lot looser, which obviously is the fiberglass I'm guessing, but it it made it look weird. I think it's a combination of it's a different material and he probably didn't care as much. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it, it maybe like maybe this is a good time to bring it up because I okay. Here's my first question. I got a couple dumb questions. I haven't watched the first one in a while. I thought RoboCop was like gray, like a dark matte gray yes. or silver or something. And in this one, he's like a, a bright blue or he's a like light a, blue. It's like a pearlescent kind of blue. Yeah. So that threw me off, and also like, and maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering the first one wrong because again, I haven't seen the first one in a while. But I thought in the first one he was a little more streamlined, like a little more human looking, and in this one I feel like he's like huge and his like chest sticks out to here, and it's just like I don't know. I haven't seen the first one in a while. I thought he was a little not maybe not as bulky in the first one. I think the first one he's bulkier. Yeah, oh, okay. I think so too. Yeah, he did not seem he did not seem streamlined. And like, I, I, well, it comes up a couple of times, but like, <laughs> the idea that he is like 
sneaking around places in these movies is so laughable. He's like the loudest thing in the world. He's like, <laughs> he, like sneaking into places. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what, what, <laughs> people can hear you coming like two miles away. You're so loud. Yeah, and what's he got to sneak for? Yeah, I, that's that's also the thing, right? He's fucking RoboCop. What's he got to be so secretive about? I, I, I don't I don't know. Anyways, okay. So let's get into the plot of this. Um, I just want to get this out of the way. There's like, I feel like they don't work in this movie. Like, I know the first one's got a lot of the satire elements. It has like, throughout the movie, like three random like commercials that are supposed yeah. to be like, like, I feel like they feel really forced in this like they're not like there's there's the one for like the Magnavolt, which is like a car like alarm that basically electrocutes someone if they try and steal your car. Yep. The only thing I liked about that is the car was a Ford Probe, which was the first car ever owned. Yep. Uh, I, re- I remember one is like the Sunblock, like five million or whatever. Yeah, is, like, that the was ozone stupid. Like yeah, because the fucking woman is in she's covered in blue. Like what? And I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting because I feel like there were three. But there I, were three. It might be, I don't remember what the third one is. Yeah. It might be in my notes. So if we get to it, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. So uh, the, 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 we're, we're back in Detroit. Uh, the big deal is like there's a there's a designer drug. It's called Nuke. Uh, it's like the most ar- addictive narcotic in history. Uh, the guy that runs like the nuke cult, his name's Kane. He's kind of like, like I said, he's like almost like a cult leader slash drug dealer. He looks like the least intimidating guy you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, that is one thing that I remember very strongly about this movie is the nuke, and that when you take it in your neck, it goes like, yeah, <laughs> it's like the it's loudest like drug weird, ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you see what that stuff actually is? What the, oh, what the container is. Yeah, it's yeah. it's contact solution for for cleaning them at night. They just used uh, food coloring. Yep. Okay. So, uh, and another thing going on is that like the the Detroit Police Department they're currently on strike because they're not getting the right benefits uh, and they're not getting paid right from uh, OCP. And what we kind of learned is that OCP is doing this on purpose uh, because. The, the city of Detroit owes them a lot of money and they're not going to be able to pay it back. So they're basically going to own the city, which is like their plan. Why they want to own the city, I'm not 100% sure, but oh, that is... Well, I that I, to, that to I can't answer. It. Isn't it to clear it and build that, like, right? OCP they wanna, wants to create their own city. They want to build Delta City, right. Yeah. And in order for them to get all of the land cheaply, they essentially would take over the city, which is crazy because... You know, I don't remember how many, five years ago now, six, eight years, however many years ago it was. Detroit, yeah, 2013. Yeah, t- Detroit went through a bankruptcy. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously we're from the Detroit area. Um, we've obviously come out of it and 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 prospered greatly. Which, uh, yeah, and which obviously this is not how city bankruptcies work at all. Uh, no. Like, no, a private enterprise just doesn't take over everything like that none of that makes any sense whatsoever but anyway um so we're, we're reintroduced to robocop he uh there's some uh guys robbing the like craziest gun store in the world because it has like <laughs> just like rocket launchers and like anything you can think of in it um and uh he kind of mows these guys down this is where i have a note my first note that's like man robocop moves slow like he is not agile at all and i understand that he's a robot but he's like 
he's so bulky and moves so slow in this. Like, it's just like, it, it became more and more aware to me as a movie went on how slow and just like, like, uh, <laughs> you can't even find the words. No, it, it's to the point that the people that robbed the army surplus store could have just gone through the back of the store and easily would have escaped. Oh, yeah, totally. Why, why fight RoboCop <laughs> when he's so fucking slow? You don't have to. They, they address this in the third movie and give him a jetpack. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They give him a jetpack? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I do actually remember that. Um Okay, so then, like, the next scene, uh, I don't even remember exactly how it's connected. He finds some nuke in their car, so then he ends up going to a nuke lab, a drug lab, where they're making nuke, and he busts it up. There's, like, a baby. there's a baby? Why is there a baby? How do they, how do they not see him coming? They're all glass doors and windows. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's loud as hell. It's like he sneaks up on him. Uh, that's where we're first introduced to the kid. I can't remember what the kid's name is, but that's where, like, RoboCop can't Hob. shoot him, I guess. Yeah, Hob. He can't shoot Hob because it's part of his Yeah, uh, and the kid says, can't shoot a kid, can't you, fucker? I'd be yeah. like, that'd, that'd be enough for me to want to shoot you. Which is just kind of, I mean, like, listen, it's just a, a, like a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid swearing. It's just funny. I don't care the situation. It's just funny. <laughs> um so the, the the one of the bad guys that's remaining does get a hold of the baby this year for some reason. He does it is kind of cool when he does like that bank shot where he like shoots the shoots yeah, the metal yeah, door and it bounces and hits the guy. That's pretty cool. Can I ask um, you I don't know why I didn't ask this in the first one. He's a fucking robot. Why does he have a handheld gun? Can't they go like Iron Man on him and like give him some other weapons that he can use on his body? Well you know? the, the, you're right. Well, and again, that's addressed in the third movie. They give him, they give, him, they give him a detachable hand that has like a giant cannon on it. Um, but the thing was supposed to be in the gun that he carries is like a special made gun that only he has the control to use. It's actually based on a real automatic pistol that they just extended the barrel on. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's like a Beretta like R93 or something. But it's a fully automatic pistol, and he's like supposed to be the only one who can actually control it. <laughs> so anyway, so then we get like, like what could, to me is like I don't know why this plot's in here, but there's a weird thing where like RoboCop's like kind of like he still has the memories of when he was Alex Murphy, so he's kind of like creeping on his family. And then there's a scene with like the the OCP lawyer where I. I guess what it is is that maybe his wife was trying to like sue them and say that he was still alive. Uh, so that or she's talking her, right? Like he's bothering her was kind well, of what I, I got well, from that's, it. I thought, that's what I but thought. then she comes and wants to talk to him. What I think it is, this is my understanding of it. Maybe LPJ. I think is that she was like, Hey, that's my husband. He's still alive. He's not dead. Like you told me. And so she came and they, that's why they were like, you have to tell her that you're not Alex Murphy. You're a robot. So she'll go away and like, leave you be so i don't think it was explained very well but i think that's what it was i think that she was like well he's not dead he told me he was and so they brought her there for him to be like i i don't know who you are i'm a robot that sort of thing i right, wrote yeah no that sounds but i mean I, I think it started with he was driving by to make sure they were still they were safe and to keep checking on them he's just you know he's RoboCop, he's not exactly hiding in the shadows. You sort of see no. him coming. 
So she and he takes the, piece the fucking of- helmet off, so it shows his whole face. Yeah, so too. she so she figured it out pretty quickly that he's RoboCop, and uh, so then she sued the city because they told her he was dead, and um, and so basically to kind of keep her safe, he says, "No, I'm not your husband. Your husband's gone." I put down in my notes. It says, touch me, sticks out his tongue and lips. What the fuck? Do you remember what I'm talking about here? Yeah, it was because she wants to feel that he's, he, that's the only flesh he has. Oh, that's right. No, she wants his to feel lips how cold. and his tongue is not the only thing that he has that she could feel. The only but that's right. The only flesh. She wants to, she wants, he wants her to feel that he's cold, that it's just, it's not, it's not really like him being human. It's just like a, it's just, an, it's just something what? there. I why, do they keep, why, do, why do they keep the flesh? Why does he, why does he have the real face? I don't know. <laughs> uh, why does he have any human in him? Well, that's what they explain that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, look, um, I'm not defending the thought process on it. I'm just saying they explain <laughs> it in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so basically my whole my whole thing on this is that like this scene it doesn't I don't feel like it comes up again at all and it's like I don't know why it's there because no, it's gone. my wife's not at it again and I don't know. I don't know if it's maybe just supposed to be a holdover and maybe wrap some up from the first movie. I don't know. But forget about it because it doesn't come up again. Uh then we get the whole scene that we kind of discussed already where we find out that the city owes money to OCP and they're like in a default on this loan. Um, and then we get into OCP. They're trying to develop, which by the way, can I talk about how dumb it is that they're actually like, yeah, we're trying to develop RoboCop too. Like that that's what it ends up being called, that it's not like something else besides just RoboCop two. That drove me crazy. Uh, you get that and kind all of, all mo- those videos are horrible. <laughs> just they were yeah, so great. They were awesome. Like, bad. Motion claymation shit well, is just, Terrible. I mean, keep in mind when you're working with a $25 million budget and Orion Pictures at the time, all you had access to was stop motion. And and granted, this the guy that did it, the group that did it is Phil Tippett. He's kind of the god, one of the Godfathers of it. So uh, I know, but it's still like it's my issue with it because like I had an issue of it in 1987 when the first RoboCop came out. I mean, we are literally months away from T2. And this is what they're bringing out. I get that it's the budget comparison to a James Cameron movie, but that would make me think we can't pull this off. We shouldn't do it. Well, I believe, but obviously, obviously the producers didn't feel that because they pushed this thing through as fast as possible. I know. I know. But yeah, so you get, like he said, the montage of them trying and they're having trouble finding like a compatible brain because basically they're like, putting people in this and they're freaking out and like one shoots himself in the head and you know, like it's just not working because they're basically, they they're holding on. To, I think it's like they're holding on to their humanity too much. So they can't handle like that. They're part robot. I, I don't know. I don't know if they clearly explain it that well, but that's kind of what's going on. Can um, I also bring in that um, we also get a scene with the mayor and the mayor is the most fucking annoying person in this entire movie. Yes, hold on. Uh, before we do that, I want to roll back. So, the whole point of showing the old man those tapes was to show him, like, the progress they made. There are clearly videotapes. It's not live. They know all those things failed. Why would they show him all the failures? I don't know. 
so we can see that that one guy gets like hurt, and that's why his arms in a sling for the rest of the movie. I guess I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it's got to be. That mayor, though, just the shit he says and the mannerisms that he has, it's just so incredibly. It's kind of what you were saying earlier, Hovercraft Joe or, or LPJ. Like, I think it's an attempt at some sort of humor, but it just comes off as fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, he is not a good actor, and he's doing a poor job, and there's... Oh, I can't stand it. I, I can't <laughs> believe he survived this movie. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know whether or not he's a good or bad actor. I think the character is terrible. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to blame him in general. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, do what you do? we're going to do... We're introduced to this uh, cop. His name's Guffy. He's like a bad cop. He's hooked on Nuke. He's selling info about the cops to uh, the little kid drug dealer, Hob. Um, there's like kind of a, a, a confrontation at a uh, arcade <laughs> uh, where uh, Duffy ends up telling uh, Robocop where Kane is. So he goes in by himself. Uh, this is where I have a note that says, I thought Robocop was gray or silver. Is he blue now? We already discussed it, but I wanted to bring it up. Uh, they, blo- <laughs> they blow up Robocop's car, but he was not in it. Then he goes into like the, the place yeah. where Kane's hanging out. So, again, how did they I not didn't... see Robocop get out of his car? Also, I have a note when he's walking around, I'm like, is that Elvis's dead body? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. what the fuck was that? Apparently, Kane has a museum, and in it is pictures of Mother Teresa, uh, Elvis's dead body, and pictures of Oliver North at the uh, Iran-Contra hearings. So they, uh, it's kind of like a trap. They blow Robocop's hand off, and then it's, so, it's really funny. I, I honestly laugh so much because Robocop is ultimately defeated by a magnet in the screen. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down on my notes too. I'm like, why didn't they just keep the magnet on him and then just leave him? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, he's defeated now. <laughs> I have a note that says Robocop equals defeated by magnet. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so they, they dismantle him. That is also uh, LBJ. One of the things I do remember is the scene where they're like, taking him apart and trying to like destroy him. And then when they, they drive by the police department and throw like his remaining body parts out of the car and he's kind of just like twitching yeah. like that. That's a rough that watch. I remember. Peter Weller's face. If it's really his face, I don't think it it's is. Not. It looks like he's taking a massive dump or that he just orgasm, the biggest orgasm in his life. His <laughs> face on. is so fucking creepy throughout the next, 15 minutes of this movie. There's a, when they're putting them back together, his face is also doing all that shit. There's a, there's a scene they filmed than any of the blood or gore I've seen in these movies. There's a scene. There's a scene they filmed where it's what he's thinking and what he's actually going through, like in his brain. And they ended up cutting it. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something pretty effed up. Yeah. I, So um, he's he's really messed up, obviously, uh, and OCP doesn't want to fix him. Uh, so that's kind of the thing that goes for a while. Uh, oh, Kane, can I also, can I, real quick, can I also bring up, so OCP doesn't want to fix him, but the police want him fixed. Because he's a Why? cop. But he's part of OCP that is hurting the police department and their pensions. No, they, they the police still see him as Alex Murphy as as a cop. Like he's basically yes, he's OCP property, but 
he's fighting with the cops. Like he helps make keep them safe. So they've 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 accepted him. Yeah, that, that's what I, I took he's, it as. That he's replacing them. No, that's the not. whole. That's the thing. I, I they took, can't. They can't replace him. Like they they can't. They can't make more of him. Why? They haven't. Obviously, they haven't been able to. You saw the videos. Well, they tried. They tried to make an update of him. Why couldn't they just make him all over again? That's what they're trying to do. But those things didn't look in those videos. They didn't look anything like him. Well, I mean, obviously, they're not going to make it exactly the same, but they're Why still. Not? But the issue is, again, you're arguing logic with this movie that yeah. that's the worst part. That's that's the least of the issues with this film. Yeah, I, I think it's just supposed to be like he was from that precinct and they still see him as one of their fellow officers. So despite the fact that he is rebuilt by this corporation, they still want him fixed because they still think of him as Alex Murphy. Yeah. That's what there, I got. There's it. plenty Even of things. Even though we had a whole conversation listen. a few minutes ago about how he's not really Alex Murphy, but anyway. Well, there's, there's, listen, the there's plenty thing. of things for you to nitpick. This is probably not the one. <laughs> so anyways, so uh, he's messed up for a while. Uh, there's kind of this subplot going where there's this lady working at uh, OCP Fax, Dr. Fax, I guess is her name. Sure. And she she is like, for some reason, I don't really understand her motivation in this whole movie, but basically her plan is like, hey, I think we need to put a criminal brain inside RoboCop 2. Okay, great. Uh, I also yeah, find it was- no, 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 you can't stop there. Why? Why the fuck would you pick a criminal mind to go into a RoboCop? I don't know. Just so you could think like a criminal? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's- it's a fucking criminal. It's going to commit crimes. Why are you yelling how, at us? How do you not see this? Why are you yelling nobody, at us? How does nobody see this in this movie that putting a criminal mind in Relax. a robot is the worst fucking idea on the planet? When this started to happen, I'm like, what is going on? Well, what I think... I think the thought process, and not no, no, now mind you, I didn't write the movie, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on this, but I think what the thought process is, is that they, they thought if they put this criminal brain in there that was addicted to the drug, that they can make it do what they want to do, they can control it because right. it would constantly be wanting the drug. So that's that's my understanding of how how we're whether or not it makes sense. But in the logic of the movie, we're supposed to believe like, well, if we put Kane's brain in RoboCop two. He's so addicted to nuke, he'll listen and do whatever we want as long as we keep giving him nuke. But couldn't you do that to any bum on the street that's addicted to nuke? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) Look, you're not wrong, but they had Kane. So there you go. And again, why are you arguing? They had had Kane, who was a ruthless fucking murderer and gangster. Again, why are you arguing the logic of this film? (laughs) Why why are you getting so worked up? Because it hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. <laughs> Take a breath. You're good. <laughs> Take so a we breath. Go, we go back go back to Robocop, who now is in... I, I found this hilarious, by the way, that like he, he basically what's left of Robocop is his torso, his head, and like one arm. And for some reason, the system failure alarm like pops out uh-huh. of his arm. <laughs> 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 why, is, why is the system failure and, alarm in his arm? And it's a giant screen. Why does it have to be a giant screen? It's the weirdest thing. Like, have a little light pop up that says system failure. I don't think you need a giant screen. His entire bicep is the warning system. So OCP ends up relenting and they fix Robocop, but like they give him like a bunch of new directives. And I, this is kind of the part of the movie I had a that list I enjoy. Of them too. 
Yeah, it's on. Uh, yeah, it's a list on. Uh, they list most of them on uh, IMDb, but that's kind of the the sequence of the movie that I enjoy when he's got all these other directives. Like they're all conflicting with each other, with each other, and they kind of go on patrol. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta read through. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a few. Uh, restrain hostile feelings. Promote positive attitude. Suppress aggressiveness. Promote pro-social values. Uh, be accessible. Participate in group activities. Uh, <laughs> pool opinion before expressing yourself. Uh, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't talk. <laughs> don't rush traffic lights. Uh, discourage harsh language. Talk things out. Uh, smile. Uh, <laughs> avoid stereotyping. <laughs> but yeah, there's all, that, all those kind of. Oh, don't walk across a ball- ballroom floor swinging your arms. I know one of them also talks about Orion, which is obviously the film studio. Yeah, avoid, Ori- avoid Orion meetings. But <laughs> yeah. this was my favorite sequence in the movie because, like, there's a there's a store that's being robbed by like an evil little league team. That's so dumb. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. Why? Why is it? It reminds me of the Simpsons episode where they make fun of Batman, and it's like the evil. Yes. Uh, it's the evil Boy Scout leader. Yep. That's what this reminded me of. It's like, well, it's, what the fuck? Because they're all like, yeah, they're all like 12-year-olds. They're beating the shit out of the store clerk, beating the shit out of him, and then taking all of this stuff, and the the coach is in charge. Yeah, and, and I, I like uh, Lewis. She shoots the, the coach in the head, and then RoboCop is still trying to, like, arrest him. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking dead. Like that part's funny. Uh, then they go into the neighborhood and like the kids are playing with the uh, fire hydrant and they're like all excited to see RoboCop and then he uh, he shuts it down and he's got to give him a lecture. And then my favorite part of the movie where the kid says, go fuck a refrigerator, Peckerneck. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie when the kid yells at him. So, hey, you coach Little League, don't you? I, I did, think yeah. I think you've got an opportunity here to just have a practice where the team fucking breaks into some uh, some radio shack that doesn't exist anymore. We'll see. If we can ever get the league started back up, we'll see what happens. All right. So, so I, mean, I, fully, I fully expect now that you are going to take your little leaguers and break into something. We'll, we'll and, see. We'll see what happens. All right. That's what I want. So, so I also, sorry, one more thing over Chris. Oh, Joe, okay, Chatty Kathy. I know. Um, there was a scene where they were talking to the president of OCP and did anyone catch the room or his office that he was in and the fact that he was in some sort of fucking Chinese Japanese bath completely naked in the middle of his office. Oh yeah. His spa room. Yeah. His little spa room that there's nothing else in the entire spa room except for the spa itself. Yeah. He's a fancy and, and dude. He just, and he's just having like normal business conversations going on. Yeah. Hey, rich people. Rich people do weird things. I mean, what's weird? What's weird to us is normal for rich people. So, I guess. Um. So, anyways, <clears throat> RoboCop, despite all these new directives, is somehow aware enough to realize that if he shocks himself, he'll well, go no, back to normal. he's sitting there in the restraints. And she says, like, the only thing they could potentially do would be, like, if he had some kind of giant electrical shock, but it'd probably kill him. And he's like, all right, I'm getting up. I'm going to go do that. That's exactly what I interpreted it as. As I wrote down, I'm like, 
Did RoboCop just try to kill himself? Because yeah. I would try to kill myself too if I was in this movie. Like I, my note says, RoboCop shocks himself back to normal. Why did that work? <laughs> like I don't understand why that worked, but it does work. So well, after it's it, like a computer, he had to reboot himself. You know, all you got to do is just reset the computer, and everything goes back to normal. I, I guess. So after he after he gets back to normal, he rallies all the cops, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go get Kane." So they go to his hideout, and they bust everything up, and there's that like. So I have another note because like Kane takes off in this vehicle and Robocop's like hanging on the side of it and he knocks him off by running into a telephone pole. So I have, oh, Robocop is also defeated by a telephone pole. Yeah. And the telephone pole goes ding when he hits it. Did you catch the sound effect? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he, then he gets on a motorcycle and they have a showdown and it's it's not very exciting. Which, how is it that RoboCop can barely fucking move throughout the movie, but now he can ride a Harley? <laughs> so he, he ends up catching Kane. Um, the the kid, Hop, he takes over the business. Um, that's like we said, like, Fax has decided that she wants Kane's brain and RoboCop too, so she basically murders him at the hospital, pulls the plug on him, so he dies. Um <laughs> And then, like, I also thought this was really dumb, too, because when they're showing his brain, when they're going to put it in Robocop 2, for some reason, they kept his eyeballs, too. Yeah. So it's, a, it's like, his brain and his, like, his, like, stem, his, like, spine, like, spinal cord. Yep. And then his eyeballs are there, too. It is so fucking creepy. It looks like Crane from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Crane? Just, whatever. Just more real. Except not really real. It's disturbing. It's fucking disturbing. <laughs> there's a fucking skeleton. There's a, a nerve system with a brain just sitting out in this, you know, it's just like in water or whatever it is with fucking eyeballs attached to it. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so then, like, the, the plot is that, like, uh, Hob, who's now running the, the Nuke Empire, is going to get the, the money that the uh, <laughs> the city of Detroit needs. They're holding a telethon. I know oh LJJ was. But that guy's playing Born to be Wild. <laughs> what the fuck is that scene? He's playing Born to be Wild with the violin, and he's fucking, what, like, contortioning himself, his body? Yeah, I, guarantee, his I, guarantee you, I guarantee you Kirshner wrote that. <laughs> and, then, and then he fucking falls over at the end. And this, this is like, and maybe this is, a good, this is a good time to cover it, but I feel like the design of RoboCop 2, it, it's not cool looking at all. Like, I think it looks... No, it's weird. I think it looks... I think it looks so dumb and it's like it has a weird thing where it's like the head opens up and a whole video screen comes out and it's like Kane's face like Max Hedrum style or something yes. is in there and I don't I don't understand the design it's not like pleasing it doesn't look like like Ed 209 at least from the first movie is like it's a big dumb robot but it looks kind of cool you know sure this this one I I just I think it's a terrible looking design it does not look cool I don't like it at all. <laughs> no, it's like a weird top-heavy bodybuilder with like a video screen head. It's it is it's very strange. And I really don't like how it's like. It, obviously, he's still addicted to nuke. How he has like the little thing that comes out. It's like rah, 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 like yeah, the a little claw, claw. Like, <laughs> trying to get the nuke and stuff. It's like this is so dumb. So um, 
the mayor goes to have a meeting with Hob to get the money. Uh, they send RoboCop to it, and he just like straight up murders everybody at the meeting, except for the mayor. The mayor gets away. Um, uh, Unfortunately, yes, RoboCop there. RoboCop gets there just in time to find Hob dying, and he tells him that RoboCop Two is Kane. Um, he RoboCop. Uh, they have like a big pre- press conference. OCD does to announce RoboCop Two. Uh, <laughs> But then he goes nuts because he wants the nuke and they have a canister of nuke there. So he just starts flipping out because he really wants to get the nuke because he's still hooked on drugs. Uh, Robocop shows up and they have a fight in this really terrible looking fight. It's like the the stop motion and stuff and it looks just horrible. It looks <laughs> so goddamn it looks bad. Really, it looks really bad. I, now, um, you're right. It doesn't look good. I have a, I will admit, I have a soft spot for soft, for stop motion animation. So I enjoyed it, but I will admit it looks terrible. Um, they fight all over the place. Um, I do have a note here that says, uh, does Robocop 2 never run out of ammo? Because he kills a lot of people. And just I like wrote that down yeah. too. It's actually the last note I wrote down because I was done with this fucking movie. I wrote down, how much more ammo does Robocop 2 have? Yeah, he just shoots the reload. Yeah, and he kills so many people, and he never reloads. Um, I also have a note that says the idea that a robot can take drugs is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, why I does mean, it, I, why does it need drugs? Well, and then think well, about this: like, how does it process the drugs? Like, yeah. Well, I guess I guess what we're supposed to believe is that like it's still his brain you know, which is addicted to the drug, still wants it. And since they're using his brain, it, will, it can still somehow affect... I, you know what? Never mind. I'm giving it too much time. Did you see so how much he has? No, 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 I'm really curious. I Keep going, Hovercraft, Joe. I want to know. <laughs> I, I feel like... I don't, I'm don't. i not an expert on drugs, guy. But drug, I'm not an expert on drugs, but drugs affect, like, your brain. Yeah, so no, I still, think you're right. I think you're right. It, 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 he feels it in his brain. But think about this. Think of how small those packets are, right? And they take him in their neck for a full size, hold on, for a full size human being. They give him a huge canister and the only part of him that's left is his brain. How much drugs do they have him on? In his eyes. Well, also drugs have to go through your bloodstream in order to work. There's no blood. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird design. (laughs) I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I know that it has to go through your bloodstream. In order to maybe they have it. Maybe they just have it pumped directly into whatever fluids in his brain. Maybe it goes right into his eyeball. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Or it's almost like it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> there is. You know what? There is that. <laughs> so, and here's the one thing I do remember about this movie very clearly is that it ends with Robocop jumping on Robocop 2's back, prying open his head, ripping out Kane's brain out of the robot, throwing it on the ground and smashing it. And that is one thing I definitely remember from watching it in Justin's basement. Um, and he then like art noise. It's like, it goes like, so once the brain's taken out, why is Kane's face still there? And why is he still reacting in the robot? Body? <laughs> and he's like, Oh no, don't smash my brain. Well, the brain's controlling the robot. How could it? Oh, it does. And why is his brain going into some like nether dimension when it's like the background of that screen? Like, why? Why is there any of that? I don't know. I, 
And then, like, and if that's not enough, then we get a little bit where, like, OCP's like, uh-oh, maybe we might get in trouble because we made this robot that murdered all these people. And they're like, hey, you know what? Let's just say it was that Vax lady was all her fault and we'll throw her under the bus. And the, they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And that's the end of the movie, right? Like, have I did this anything, oh, no. right? That's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's they it. go into the limousine and drive away. We We don't know what actually happens to the woman. We don't know what actually happens to OCP. We don't know what happens to RoboCop. We don't know what happens to the police department. We don't know who cleans up the fucking mess. We don't know anything. It just it just It's over. It's done. RoboCop 2. Done. RoboCop defeats RoboCop 2. And that's it. Can um, I also ask? Sure. When, when you're at the top of this building and RoboCop and RoboCop 2 fall 20, 30 stories... And they end up perfectly fine. How is it that all the other stuff that happens afterwards somehow causes more damage to the RoboCops? Uh, I like, can answer that. All, all, all that it needed to do was just to rip out something in his neck. And I can, that was it. I can somehow answer that. falling 30 stories didn't smash RoboCop 2 into a million little pieces. I can answer that. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all like I said before. It's almost like they didn't really think it through, and they were just like, I don't know. It'd probably be cool. It'd probably be cool. <laughs> that is the nicest thing. way you could have said that. It really is <laughs> the absolute nicest way that could have been possibly said. I they really just, don't think they thought through this particularly well. Yeah, I think they were kind of just like, well, it'd be cool if they fell off the building. So let's just have them do that. And they're like, well, wouldn't they get smashed at the bottom? And they're like, yeah, I don't. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No, in fact, we'll let him go through the concrete so he's in the sewers, I guess? Well, well they're heavy. Um, <laughs> uh, did you guys see that uh, Frank Miller had a cameo in the movie? He, he did. Is the, he's the uh, chemist when they go into, like, the, the, the when he's making the different kinds of nuke or whatever. That's, that's Frank Miller in the movie. And also, uh, uh, speaking of uh, comic book stuff, uh, LBJ, did you see that they originally wanted Alan Moore to write the script? I did see that, which is crazy. They offered it to him, but he turned it down, which is like, what would this movie be like if Alan Moore wrote it? Yikes. Oh, wow. They wouldn't have filmed it. It wouldn't (laughs) have happened. I don't don't know who Alan Moore is. Alan Uh, Moore. He's a comic book writer. You you, you know the, the, like, Watchmen? Uh, yeah. The comic book series. He wrote Watchmen. He's written, he wrote, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's like, He's written a lot of stuff. He's, he's slightly crazy in my yeah, opinion. He's <laughs> kind of well, he's kind of avant garde. He's sort yeah. of an avant garde yeah. kind of writer. He wrote so, Swamp Thing stuff like that. So it would have been a weird choice, I feel like, to write this movie. But yeah. um, although I think it would have been more in line with the first film, it could be. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's really all I got for this. I don't know if you I guys have anything else. else. So I think we might as well just kind of put Let's, this to bed. And, and rate it. Let's rate it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I know the sound effect is going, but I'm laughing at Sphinx just rubbing no, it's his fine. temple. Sphinx, do you want to go first and get out of the way? Yeah, I do. Okay. This movie fucking sucks. It is a terrible piece of garbage. It is fighting for last place with Spawn right now. Wow. It makes... It makes RoboCop 1 look like an Oscar winner. I 
I reward this movie zero machine guns. Wow. Only the second time a movie has ever gotten zero machine guns. This movie's fucking horrible. No human being should ever watch it. This movie had no business getting made the way that it did. I hated every moment of it. Every moment of it. God, just I think like I, I hated Spawn. I think I might have to get an extra half machine gun just for that. I had a feeling this is coming from when uh, Sphinx was watching it and messaged us and said, like, I might just not watch the end of this. Oh, I, I stopped taking notes. And yeah, I'll, we'll share that with the with, with with our listeners. I it must have been twenty minutes into the movie. I sent a message to Hovercraft Joe and LPJ, and I said, "I fucking hate you both." With which <laughs> LPJ start sending LOLs because he knew what he did to me. Because I believe I then showed a picture. I think it was the picture of the fucking brain with the eyeballs. Yep. I'm like, God fucking damn it! And I I was I was so fed up with this movie that I stopped taking notes and I really thought to myself, I should just go to bed because I have to wait until my family's asleep to watch this movie. So it was late and it was like, I, I don't want to finish this. Like Spawn and this movie are the only two movies that we've ever done on this show that I've been like, I legit just want to turn it off and say I didn't finish it, but I finished it. Um, I'll go so next. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. Yeah, this movie's bad. Like, and I can't really defend it that much. It's definitely a case where I had not seen it in decades and I do had some fond memories. But like, I think like digging into it now, I was just like, oh, it was a movie that we watched when you were kids. It was like super violent. And so for some reason it seemed cool and it had robots in it. But like rewatching it now, like immediately I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, (laughs) like I knew... Right off the bat. Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is... Like, immediately I knew that I had made a mistake and that this was not a good movie. And the only saving grace is that it's not that long of a movie. And I kind of like the part where he was acting all funny because of the directive and when that kid told him to go fuck a refrigerator. Like, I like that enough to give this one machine gun. Yeah, this, this movie's... This one's rough. Um, I definitely remember liking this a lot better <laughs> before than I do now. Um, there are definitely still parts in it that I enjoy uh, just because, you know, I I like stupid stuff like this sometimes. Um, so, but you're right. It's not a good movie. I would say objectively, it's probably a one. Subjectively, I'm going to give it a two only because... <gasps> Only because I like some stuff in it. Wow, that is that is very kind. Um, what's scary to me about this is that this movie is terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. But in my mind, this was not a bad movie. And three was the terrible one. So how bad is three if I remember three being the bad one and this being a good one? But this is actually terrible. Like three has to be unwatchable. How does this movie justify another movie to come after it? Forty-five well, it million dollars. Yeah, it made money. I mean, it, it, it grossed money. It, grossed, it, it, made money, well, it not only grossed money; it grossed money. It spawned a TV show and lots of toys. It's true. They this was this is one of those weird cases where it was an R-rated franchise that had toys. It had a cartoon that they yeah. had on. So I mean, it, it's it's a big franchise. 
mean, there were video games, all kinds of stuff for it, but that's it. That's like just out of like morbid curiosity. I feel like I have, I mean, we don't have to do it for the podcast. No. Trust me. We don't have to do it for the podcast, but just out of curiosity, just for my own sake, I feel like I need to revisit three. Cause I feel like it would be just a test of wills to get through it. Because like I said, I remember it being horrible and this one being good. So like, it's gotta be so bad. Yeah. Three is, Three's terrible. It's three is it it's bad, but I think I think three is funny bad. This is okay. just bad. I think three is bad, but it's bad insofar as it is completely ridiculous and it doesn't try to not be completely ridiculous. I don't trust anything you have to say on the matter. So <laughs> I, that's fine. I will. I will come out and I will, you know, I will uh, apologize to Sphinx a little bit because I honestly did not remember this movie being this bad. Like, uh, uh, call it nostalgia goggles. We talk about a lot on the podcast, but I remember this being enjoyable. And it's funny because I, I, last time we recorded and when I, you know, when I reached out to Dave to talk to him about being on the Lethal Weapon episode, I'm like, yeah, we're doing that in RoboCop 2. He's like, ugh, RoboCop 2 is awful. I'm like, is it? I remember being good. And he's like, it's not. <laughs> so, And then I watched it and I was like, oh, Dave was 100% right. This is not good. Yeah, I'm not going to go so far as to apologize to you, Sphinx, in any manner. Um, but I will say this. I did think you would like this better than the first one. However, I certainly understand you not liking this one very much at all. <laughs> Well, I I think it, like I'm apologizing because sometimes we watch movies and I like and I'm like oh well I know that Sphinx isn't gonna like this this isn't his cup of tea but I and I know that going into it this one I was literally had no idea that it was as bad as it was because even I had a struggle to watch it and was kind of like oh goodness gracious this is not like I said I just could not get over the fact of how like slow and plotting and noisy Robocop is he's like. Oh. Gosh, yeah, this is, don't watch this movie. Like, it's not even a fun, it's not even like a fun bad watch, like right. you were saying, LB3. Like, like watch Invasion USA. That's a fun bad watch. Yep. Like, this is this is not fun at yeah. all. So. I, and, and again, I know I, I do not like the first RoboCop either, but I, I would highly recommend the first RoboCop <laughs> over this movie. Yeah. Like, you, you watch the first one. Never pursue this one. Not the remake, LBJ. Is the remake any good? I like the I remake. Like the remake. Yeah, I like yeah, the remake. You actually? I've never seen the remake. I might have to check it out. Well, maybe I'll save it for when we do when we have a. Uh, you're uh, the remake. Yeah, you're the remake. So, uh, but yeah, no, this, this one's definitely a stinker. Everyone, don't watch it. Um, if I mean, it's free it, on Amazon Prime. You might be tempted. Yeah. Don't. Don't. You just know what? Because it's free doesn't mean you should watch it. Sphinx, I think you do need to watch the third one now just to say you've watched all four of them. <laughs> you know, I, I, think, I, think the, I think the third one, I think I, the third one, you'll I, laugh more because you'll realize that you're watching, you're watching something that's so off the wall that you'll recognize the fact that it's completely it's it's off the wall in the same way that like invasion usa is off the wall but maybe not as off the wall dude there are ninja robots <laughs> and he has a, and he has a jetpack he has a jetpack and a cannon I arm you, i tell you what you got to give me at least a year and a half we need a break <laughs> that's fair maybe so, we can discuss that's that. that's so fair you're, so you're saying the year of the threequel you'll watch it <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. When we're, at epi- when we're at doing episode three or 400, then we can talk. Okay. All right. That's All right, fair. Boy. I'm going to keep that in the back burner. I'll put it in their notes here. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, don't watch this movie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know what you should do? You should go on to uh, gamezillamedia.com and check out all the podcasts there. Like the Gamezilla Media podcast. You can check out Noobs and Dragons. You can check out Last Day, uh, Us, Last Day Podcast. You can check out uh, uh, Legend of Retro, uh, Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons podcast. We got lots and lots of stuff for you. Um, and uh, we also got Patreon. Which one of you two lovely gentlemen wants to talk about Patreon? I think Hovercraft Joe's due for a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if, if you're enjoying what we're putting out and you, you want to support us a little bit, you can hit up Patreon. Uh, Patreon, sorry. Uh, there's a dollar level where you can get some stuff. You can get a, an episode we put out, uh, State of the Zilla, kind of covering just, you know, anything, whatever. Uh, if you want to put in the uh, the $5 uh, a month, you're going to get an extra episode from every show on the network. Uh, we put out the uh, post-credit scene every month, which is... Uh, as opposed to kind of looking at just a particular movie, we get into all kinds of different stuff, kind of whatever we feel like, you know, whether it be uh, we've gone through lists, we've ranked movies. I took LPJ to Action Court once. We do a lot of stuff there, um, and it's kind of more off the cuff and less formatted than this. So, again, if you're interested, if you like what you're hearing, you know, I consider, you know, definitely going and, and, and donating what you can and, and, and checking it out. And we want to say thank you to all of our recent patrons, patrons, that have uh, ha- that have um, con- contributed five dollars or or in some cases uh, even more uh, to us every month. So thank you, patrons. We really appreciate your patronage. <laughs> sure, I'll say too. We don't do a very good job responding, but we do love hearing from you, our fans. So whether it's through the Discord or it's through our Instagram or our Facebook or, or our Twitter accounts, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, I think we do okay job hear, responding. Yeah, sometimes we do. Uh, we keep hearing from a lot of other podcasts that want to team up with us and join with us. Maybe sometime in the distant future, we'll be able to set that up and make that work. We're always up to try new things here on the show. So don't get mad when we don't necessarily respond um, because all three of us are not great with social media necessarily. Um, But still reach out. Where are you going with this? I don't really know. I started talking and I don't know. Sometimes I talk and I don't know where the sentence is going to finish. Which is is great. Which is is great to know from a teacher. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. It's because I do so much talking. Sometimes I just forget what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sure everyone well, anyway, does this too. Or maybe it's because I've been discussing RoboCop 2 for so long that my brain and my eyeballs have now been removed from my body and taken Well, I, I did see you hit like three things of nuke while we were recording this. So. <laughs> you gotta get off that stuff. That's like... <laughs> just, just kidding. If he had taken nuke, we would have heard it. Yes. <laughs> no way. Here comes the brain getting stepped on. Well, gross. On that note, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>